Oh my goodness, so much good stuff. So much good stuff. Wow. Oh my goodness, so much good stuff. I was looking up Exodus, um, the story of when Moses comes across the burning bush. Um, why did I, why did I, why did I turn there? I was thinking about this podcast and I was thinking about, you know, when Moses said, you know, I, I can't speak, you know, I, I'm slow of speech and, and God said, I'll be with your mouth. And uh, I, I shall show you what things to speak. And um, that's not the first person in the Bible who said, you know, I, I'm i not good enough. And God said, but I'm good enough. I'll be good enough. You know, I'm I'm what people need. You're not what people need. I'm what people need. But anyway, so I was looking up that verse. And then I just found all these treasures in that chapter. Um, Exodus chapter 3 and 4. Just that whole encounter with God. And I didn't realize this, but God says a whole lot to Moses. Like, there's there's not a whole lot of times in the Bible. Uh, well, I, I take that back. There's not a whole lot of times in real life where God just has like a whole long conversation with somebody. I, I feel like he talks in very short phrases. Maybe, maybe because they're a little, maybe because we can't handle it. We can't handle more than one instruction at a time, or we can't handle uh, the voice of God. I, he, when he speaks to me, I feel like it's in a word, or it's in a phrase, or little phrases here and there, and but never a whole long conversation. But Moses had a full long conversation with God, <laughs> and I just think it's so amazing. And there's a lot to be revealed about God and about Moses and about all these different things in this chapter. But, um. I'm just going to read a little bit of it in chapter three. Um, uh, so Ma- Moses, you know, he kept the flock of Jethro, uh, his father-in-law. And so he was out in the desert taking care of him. And he came to the mountain of God, even Horeb, Horeb. I don't know how to pronounce it. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out in the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. And so Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. (laughs) And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to, oh man, I missed that before. That's so cool. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And the Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look upon God. And he said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, dot, dot, dot. There's a whole lot that God says that he has seen, that he's there, that he's present and he is not ignoring the cry of his people. Um, but this first part, I hope you didn't tune out. Uh, sometimes I know it's easy to tune out when you're like, oh, I've heard the Bible. I've heard the story. I've heard, you know, don't tune out. This is this is great stuff. <laughs> this Okay, so the first thing that kind of really just grabbed my attention was the fact that this bush was burning this bush was burning, but it was not consumed. It was not burnt. And that's what got Moses' attention, too. He was like, 
It says it right here in verse 3. I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. In other words, what the heck is over there? Is that fire? It's fire. And like, what the, the leaves are still nice and green. What? Why is this bush not black? Why is it? It looks perfectly healthy within those flames. What? What is that? So, and then in verse 4, it says, When the Lord saw that he turned aside... It said, God called unto him. So God waited. He was sitting back and he's probably thinking, okay, this bush has been burning for how many minutes? You know, okay, oh, finally he looked at it. Okay, now I can talk to him. <laughs> he wanted him to see the flame. Okay, oh gosh, there's so much good stuff. So I'm just trying to picture this. And, uh, okay, let me back up a little bit, just a little bit. So, Tonight, I was talking to Maya before he went to work. He's he's at work right now, um, so he's not with me, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm going to FaceTime him tonight. I might record with him then and there. But um, anyhow, I told him before he went in there, he prayed over us. And he prayed over us with a passion, with fire in his heart. And he was just praying for protection. Because there's a lot going on right now in my life, his life, and our family's life. And just all these challenges that Satan is literally just throwing darts, fiery darts at us. And you know what? We just got fed up with it tonight. We were not having it. And he was not having it. And he just prayed with all his heart. And um, I told him, he's like, he's like, I'm going into work. And I said, you take that fire in there, baby. And just encourage him to take it, take that fire, that passion into his workplace. And after I said that, then I was thinking of the story and the fire. And so the fact okay, I'm trying to sound fancy when I'm saying this, but I'm just going to say it the way it comes to my head. We burn for Christ, right? There's all kinds of contemporary songs that say burn, 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 you know, fire, fire this. You know, it's all about fire and burning and all that kind of stuff. But it really came alive to me when I was thinking about, you know, how we burn for Christ, but we're not consumed. And God doesn't burn us. Yet we, yet we burn for him. So, <laughs> I guess I'm getting ahead, ahead of myself. But when people say that they've been burnt by the church or been burnt by God, it's a lie straight from hell because God does not consume us. It says, like in this bush situation, he didn't consume it. It was not burnt. And that's what drew people's attention is burning, but it's not burnt. God doesn't burn us. He cons- he doesn't even consume us. There's no smell of smoke. There's no trace of of destruction with God's fire. God's fire is warmth. It's protection. It's, it's it was used to lead people. It's used to draw people, but it doesn't consume. The only kind of fire that consumes and burns and destroys is straight from hell. So, so if you've been burnt by something, it's been, you've been burned by Satan. Satan is evil. Satan is a liar, but God is good. God created fire to be warmth, to lead, to, to draw attention to. So Moses was drawn to this bush because it wasn't burnt. (laughs) He saw the fire and he saw it wasn't burnt. So he went over to look at it and that's what God used to talk to him with. And how many times does God try to, he, he wants us to burn for him. 
he doesn't want to consume us and destroy us. He wants us to burn so that can, people can be drawn to it and say, why are you burning? But you're not burnt. That doesn't make any sense. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I just love that. I love that. A bush is so normal. It is so, so you just pass by a bush. You don't think about bushes unless you're a dog. And then, yeah, well, anyways, but yeah, a bush is just a bush. There's nothing special about it. You, they, they plant them on sidewalks so you can literally just walk past them. (laughs) But when a bush is on fire, it, it catches some attention and if it's burning and there's no trace of destruction, it's really going to get some attention. I can't imagine, like, if this was modern day and Moses had a cell phone. Like, I'm, I'm sure he'd be pulling out and being like, oh, this is going on Snapchat. Of course, it'd be, like, put on Snaps of the Week and probably on the news eventually and on YouTube. And people would be like, what? But anyways, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> but, okay, so this bush is talking. It's burning, but it's not burnt. See, moreover, he said, I am God. God's talking through a burning bush. Okay, that's that's just mind-blowing. It's just mind-blowing. Okay, so skip down a little bit. Verse, or chapter 4, verse 1, God gives the power to Moses here. And it says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee, because who's going to believe a burning bush? And the Lord said unto him, what is in thine hand? And Moses looked at it and he said, "Uh, it's a rod. And he said, cast it onto the ground. And he cast it onto the ground and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. (laughs) Yowie, that thing became a snake. So the thing that Moses was holding was a rod. You know, he used it to poke the sheep or you know, steady his balance. I don't know what he used it for. I don't have a rod. I'm not a shepherd. But anyhow, this was his tool for work and for whatever else he needed it for. This is pretty much his only tool. And it's a very normal thing, and he carried it around everywhere. And that's pretty much all he had in possession. I doubt he was carrying a backpack or anything else. He just had a rod in his hand. And so when Moses was like, ah, they're not going to believe me, God. Um, and God said, well, you know, fine, we'll give them some proof. What, what you got, what you got in your hands? Okay. Okay. Use the rod. All right. We'll use that. Cast it down. And so as soon as it left Moses's hands and hit the ground, it became a serpent. It became something incredible. It became something that it was not normally nor ever would be without the power of God. Now that to me just says, what's in my hand? What do I have? What what do I have to show that I have had an encounter with God? What's in my hand? Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm literally preaching at myself now. What's literally in my hand right now is my phone, obviously, because I'm recording it. This thing, it's normal. Everyone holds one. Everyone, everyone has a rod in their hand. Everyone has a cell phone these days <laughs> just about I mean I, I was whenever somebody's house and they're like there's their kids are holding cell phones uh like 24 7 you can hardly get them to let go of them in fact but I have a cell phone in my hand if God told me to throw it down and it became a snake <laughs> uh yeah I, I think I'd be showing that off um 
uh, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, but in my case, I know that God wants me to use it to show off his glory, to show him off. And if, if I can use this phone to, to proclaim his name, to glorify him, I, I'm going to do it. By golly, I'm going to do it. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. I just, I just want to pass on some of this excitement to you. Um, what do you have in your hand? What is gonna, God going to use to, to show off, to, to show people that you have had an encounter with God? I, sh- I have had an encounter with God tonight. And I'm using this phone to show it to you because, like I said earlier, there's a lot going on in my life, in my boyfriend's life, my family's life. Satan is not happy. And you know why he's not happy? He's not happy because we're getting excited about worship. We're getting excited about telling people about worship, about explaining worship, about learning new new ways to worship God in spirit and in truth. And I'm shaking right now, people. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. Totally overwhelmed. Um, Wow. So let me back up by saying I was on the road today and I, I nearly had a wreck. I, I, I'm, I'm shaking. I'm almost in tears thinking about it. There was a a truck in front of me and it was spraying stuff all all over the road to melt uh, ice and all that kind of stuff. It's some kind of liquid stuff. They don't use salt anymore, apparently. They're using this liquid stuff. Anyways, um, I've never seen it before, but I got behind this truck and it was spraying stuff and it was a little bit at a time. And I thought, I don't know what that is, but I better pass them so it doesn't, you know, get all over my windshield. I attempted to pass him and he sped up with me and wouldn't let me pass him. And so my windshield got completely covered with this stuff and I was turning on my windshield wipers and it was only smearing it and making it worse. So I was going 80 on the interstate trying to pass this truck, wouldn't let me pass him, completely covered my windshield and I couldn't see and I was scared. I was really scared. I frantically rolled down my window and started wiping my windshield with my hand because my windshield wipers weren't working. And of course, my hand wasn't long enough to reach where I actually need it. So... Um, I was looking out the window, um, trying to drive on the road, and I finally I freaked out and couldn't, you know, realized I couldn't drive with <laughs> no sight. Um, <laughs> imagine that. Um, so I just pulled over onto the shoulder really fast and went from 80 down to a stop. Um, I'm shaking thinking about it again because it was really scary. Um, if there had been a car in the shoulder... And I, yeah, I, I would have hit it, no doubt. Um, anyways, <sighs> uh, still trying to shake that off. Anyways, that was an attempt um, by Satan to scare me. But you know what? My God is great. My God is good. My God uses all of these things for my good. He uses all these, every situation that Satan just really, he, he wanted to put, fear in my heart. He wanted to scare me. He doesn't want to kill me. He wants to scare me. He wants to to make me miserable. He he's a liar. That's what he does on 24/7. However, God uses all these things for my good. There's Do you know how many lessons that can come out of a life-threatening situation like that? Like a billion. But 
for now. Um, where was I going with all this? I just kind of got lost. Anyways, oh, I, yeah, so all these crazy things are happening. Um, that's the second attempt this week during my driving that has just been crazy weird. And I, I know that Satan's trying to scare us. And I say us because I know it's not just me. It's my family. There's so many different situations going on where God's just... I mean, Satan's just trying to upset us. He's trying to discourage us. He's trying he's trying to do what Satan does best, and that's just make havoc. I mean, he's just letting loose everything because he doesn't want 2018 to look happy for you. He doesn't want 2018 to be a success. He doesn't want you to be joyful and peaceful and all these different things. But you know what? I'm not having that. You're not having that. You shouldn't have that. You should take every thought captive, like the Bible says, every thought, and turn it and say, God, this this thought of fear, this thought of anger, this thought of unrest, this thought of worry is not from you. This fear is not from fear. God doesn't give you fear. He didn't give you a spirit of unrest. That's satanic business right there. Flee in Jesus' name. In fact, I pray over everyone that is listening right now in Jesus' name that thoughts of anxiety and fear and of worry and of unrest, those things specifically right now in Jesus' name would flee from them. In Jesus' name, whoever is wonderful and listening to this right now, I just pray, God, that you would bless them with a heart of rest, with a heart of peace, with a heart of love that is just filled up, God, with your love that is overwhelming them right now by the blood of Jesus. And I just pray, God, that you would possess them, just consume them, God. Well, you, the Bible says you didn't consume that bush. You burned it, but it was not burnt. I pray, God, that you would light fires in us, Lord, that people would see us burning and know that we're not burned and be drawn to us because of that. I just, wow. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot going on, but you know what? God wants us to worship him. We're talking about authentic, authentic worship. And that's what happened with me and with God tonight. And it was just the two of us, but I have to share it because I've had an encounter with God. I'm, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm in awe. I'm in awe of who he is. Oh, man. Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll wrap this up. Thank you for listening. But I, I pray that you that you encounter God tonight. And if you're not encountering God, ask yourself, why? Why am I not encountering God? Is it because I'm not worshiping? Because I tell you people, I was worshiping tonight. And I was worshiping. You know, it started, it started when Maya started praying and he started praying and he was, he was burning inside with a passion for God and for our family and for all these different situations that he wanted God to touch. And he prayed with that fire in his heart. I got caught wind of it. I felt God calling me to worship. He was saying, I had a movie going before this 
And he said, turn it off. I want you to worship me. I want you to worship me in spirit and in truth. And that's what I did. I just picked up the guitar that was nearby and I started to sing. And when I couldn't sing anymore, I just spoke and I prayed. And I was thinking about Paul and Silas. And Paul and Silas, (laughs) they were in chains. They were in chains in prison. And I bet you, (laughs) I bet you they picked them up and they started making music with them. I bet they were taking those chains and they were slinging them against the prison walls, against the prison bars. And I bet it was making some nice percussion. And I bet the acoustics in that place was great. And I bet they said, you know what, let's take this. Let's make some music. Let's let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And I bet that's what they were doing. And so they took those chains and they made music before God. And it wasn't music because I'm because it was some radio host put it on on air and said this is beautiful and we're going to give academy awards or whatever no 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 no. it was a joyful noise before god it was music to god's ear it was music to god's ear and they took those chains and they worshiped with them that was the rod in their hand (laughs) attached to them i'm sure i'm sure i don't know if they could even move but they took those chains and they made worship with them and when they made worship they broke they broke there was so much worship going on the chains couldn't handle it the prison the prison itself couldn't handle it those doors busted wide open because those people were worshiping do you think they would have busted open if they weren't worshiping no god wanted them to worship and when they were called to worship they busted wide open what needs to be busted wide open in your life What needs to be the chains broken? What things are hindering you? It might be the church. It might be the church building. Maybe you go into that building and you feel like you're locked in there. It might be your house. It might be the situation that you're in and you can't get out of by yourself. I don't know what it is. But it needs to be busted wide open. You need to experience freedom. And I proclaim that over you right now. You do not need to be in chains. You don't need to be in the prison. You need to be out of it. But before you're out of it, something needs to happen. Something needs to be going on before those things can break, before the doors can be opened and you can get out. And it's worship. You've got to worship God. You got to worship God. I don't worship because it's cute. I don't worship because it's something I will feel like doing or I don't feel like doing. I'm worshiping because God called me to do that. He's called all of us to worship. And if He hasn't called you, are you not listening? Is it because you're not listening? He wants you to worship. And I don't know what that looks like for you. That looks different for everybody. You don't have to be musically inclined. You just have to be able to praise God with your lips, with your heart. It is a heart issue. You have to worship God from your heart. (sighs) Wow. I can barely breathe. I'm shaking. (laughs) 
God is good. <laughs> That's kind of my cop out. God is good when I don't know what else to say <laughs> because, well, it's truth. I want to worship in spirit and in truth. I can't even tell you everything that God revealed to me tonight. But it's not about what he reveals to me. It's what he's wanting to reveal to you. I pray that you encounter God tonight. That you worship him in spirit and in truth. That you pick up a Bible. That you read some truth. If you don't know truth, you pick it up and you you find some. I, I promise you, you'll find some truth in there. <laughs> You're going to find a whole lot. Ask God to reveal it to you. Ask God to help you worship. If you don't know how to worship, ask God how. He sent his Holy Spirit to teach us. He's a teacher. He'll show you how to worship. I love you and I'm praying for you and I thank you for listening. And I pray that you would pass it on to somebody who needs this tonight. Needs a touch from God. And I'll be praying for you in the next few moments, in the next few hours, in the next few days. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to talking with you and praying with you in person or over the phone or over just in spirit and in truth. (laughs) I'm excited. I am so excited. Praise God. Till next time. All right. Bye-bye.